We are back. This is uh, episode 16. We are here talking uh, about the PACT Act and uh, the great the great things that are coming along with that and um, and, and some of the issues that uh, that led up to, to the whole position, right? Um, I think well, before the, the, the situation would go, we were talking about you know the the events leading up to sitting on the steps, right, and and and, and the history that was involved in that, right? You know, it's just you know. You don't three... have to wait for the book. We're going to tell you about <laughs> it right now. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> uh, you know, and, and had it, and it, I, I was I was joke I joke with a lot of people about it, right? And um, it it almost feels like a Scooby Doo episode, right? To where yeah. at the end of the Scooby Doo episode, you peel the mask off of the villain, and you're like, oh, and I would have got away with it too if it wasn't for those little kids, right? <laughs> Um, and that's how I feel because, you know, uh, if you think about it, right, had had the staff of, um, you know, one Texas senator not called the, the, the Capitol Hill police on us and had us escorted out of the building, they would have got away with it being a budgetary gimmick, quote unquote, mm-hmm. and uh, the PACT Act would never be a thing. Yeah, it was. Right? And it, but it was, it was me, you, and Amanda Barbosa that, uh, you know, we're sitting a little bit angry and 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 uh, you know distraught, mm-hmm. you know, eating eating some of the Lord's chicken at Chick Fil A at the train station, <laughs> <laughs> and we said, "Fuck it," you know. And I was barefoot looking looking for sh- for flip flops. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah so. I mean that right there, Tim. You know the fact that you and Amanda, you know, just took it upon yourselves to like follow your heart yeah. and say, you know what, like. We're not leaving because I remember saying, yeah, Tim, you know, we need to, this is the moment where we need to march from here to here and we'll do that next week. Right. And you're like, yeah, no, we're doing it today. Yeah, today. So you either stay with us or whatever, right? And we're like, all right, today, today? Yep, today. <laughs> Let's do it. Right. So when they, as people were coming over and we'll talk about that in a minute, but I was like, I was wearing the same clothes. Like we were all in the same clothes from yeah. the day before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was disgusting. Yeah, <laughs> sweated and nasty. I haven't smelled that bad since Iraq. <laughs> Man, yeah, yeah. it was an, awful. What an honor to have you know, like, stood watch with you guys. I I didn't serve in the military, so I I don't know what that's like. But if it's anything like, you know, what I experienced with amazing leaders yeah. and women men people just you know like i don't know we mobilized america we made history i think so i think so i think you know and it was it was very apparent on the people that were just showing up right i mean yep. there was all walks of life all yep. creeds all you know whatever you want to call it right mm-hmm. uh, there was no there was no politic there it was just americans that were showing up veterans active duty people defense department individuals coming off at you know a shift change at one o'clock in the morning just to come and sit and spend an hour with us um it was absolutely there was that woman from texas i want to talk about her oh yeah yeah. she uh she flew from texas uh had none of her family in the military she just saw what was going on and she wanted to support us so she flew and stayed there the whole week yeah yeah you remember her yeah Yeah. (laughs) i was like why are you here she's like because i'm an american and i I'm upset at what's happening, so I'm going to join you. Yeah. And she stayed. And there's so many stories of the the gal from Ohio that just saw what we were doing and just got in a car and drove. <laughs> People took trains, planes, right. cars. Right. It was a, it was an American story, and mm-hmm. you know it's unfortunate that the that that had to be done. But you know, I think we did it the right way. I think we we expressed ourselves in a way that was peaceful, that mm-hmm. was an example. Um, 
you know, we were getting accolades from the, the Capitol Police, you know, uh, throughout the, the six days saying yeah. how organized and well put together and respectful uh, we have been through the entire time. Um, you know, and it was great, you know, and, you know, and there was, uh, you know, and, and there was always representation uh, on, on the steps from, you know, the, the whole six days, um, you know, even during the storms. Like, you know, I remember uh, during one of them, which got to be uh, going around social media yeah, pretty hard. <laughs> but, uh, you know, that storm came through and it was heavy. And, um, you know, there, uh, you know, General Phillips over at the ROA had graciously, you know, opened up his facility for people to come and sleep, shower and, you know, recoup and all this that and the other. And everybody was, you know, not everybody, but a lot of people were running for cover because the storm was so bad. Yeah. Right. And there was like four of us that said, no, this is Firewatch. You know, we don't abandon our post. Uh, regardless of the situation, and we just you know hunkered down and we got as low to the ground as possible with our little umbrellas under a tree. <laughs> under a tree, <laughs> right? That three days later, yeah. you know, uh, unfortunately, uh, some people died under, or, or right around that same area from a lightning strike. So, yeah. you know, you're talking about uh, you know being blessed and you know all the you know of all the things that happened over that six days, there were some there were some very hairy moments, right? That um, you know could have gone sideways uh, for the issue. <clears throat> But um, beautiful yeah. memories, Tim. Beautiful. Like, I yeah. can't wait, like I said, for the book. Yeah. <laughs> because to share with people uh, about that journey of how we made history, like I sang karaoke for the first time ever on the steps of our Capitol. <laughs> right, right. There was a veteran yeah. who had his karaoke machine, and uh, that was amazing. The birthday party. The, there was a birthday party. <laughs> uh, someone from Canada sent uh, a bottle of uh, whatever it was. Yeah, I don't yeah, know. Some, uh, some rum. And, and then... shout, off to, shout out to uh, Chef Jose Andres that fed yeah. us. Yeah, incredible, right. incredible. He does amazing uh, work in Ukraine and took the time to send his team out to feed, to feed you guys. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, the French Foreign Legion sent magic brownies. Yeah, <laughs> that was unbelievable. I'm like I, I, Will was telling me about them. Like, oh man, that's exactly what I would have done if I was in the French Foreign Legion. <laughs> Amazing, yeah. I'm telling you. Like, I miss everyone. It's yeah, just... but and some incredible friends, right? Yeah. Um, and some unlikely, unlikely people, right? And again, I think this this again transcends politics, right? And you know. And I, and I have to express this: like you get, we have to, we have to, as a nation, start moving past this body of politics, this partisan body of politics that separates us at our most basic core, right? And we don't have to believe, and we don't have to agree on everything as Americans. That's what is the beauty of this country. Mm-hmm. Like, do I agree with um, you know a lot of things that uh, David Hogg talks about? I do not. No. Right. right. But however, I do respect him as a human. Right, I do respect his experiences of what he had gone what through. What he went through, right? Whatever, whatever, you know. However, you want to parse that. But he was there on the Capitol. And he lent his platform to his community to to, uh, and he and he did this on his own volition, right? He came over. They were, you know, uh, unfortunately, uh, you know, having another conversation about gun control. You know, whatever everybody's position on that, not my not my concern. Uh, but he saw what we were doing. He came over and had a conversation with us, and ended up staying the entire time. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And Shout out his, to David Hogg. Right. Yeah. You know, and you know, again, it's just another ind- an American that sees a problem, that has a platform, and says, you know what, I'm going to do, I'm going to use my 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 platform for good, right? Yeah. Uh, and again, you don't have to agree in his politic, but he's he's a good person. Yeah, that and I think like in, in that moment, no one like many veterans told me like Rosie when we were at war, like in combat, it wasn't a Republican to our left and a Democrat to our right. Like we were brothers and sisters yeah. there for one common mission. Right. 
And it's the same here today. Correct. And everyone left that wherever it needed to be left at. 100%. You know what I mean? Yeah. So to have David and Jose Chef Andres and just, you know, Republicans, Democrats, people coming out like Senator Gillibrand, Ocasio-Cortez, uh, you know, Republican senators, like at that moment, I think they were just like, what can we do for you guys? Yeah. Right. Um, and really America coming forward and not even paying attention to, you know, this game of partisan politics. Like, right. No right. one was interested in that right. at, at that moment. Correct. Right. Yeah, it, was, uh, it was pure. Yeah. Right? It really was. And, you know, I think it gave me a lot of hope uh, that, you know, that uh, once you move off of the media, like mm -hmm. we're not as divided as the media would like to think that we are or, or position the, the, this, that we are. Um, and, you know, at, this, at the end of the day, we can all come together when it comes to the sanctity of life. Right? Mm -hmm. And how do we how do we uh, address you know uh, situations where you know our our brothers and sisters are dying around us? Right? Mm -hmm. And that moment we were able to transcend all of it in in the most the most magical way, right? It, it's still right. Yeah. You have to take a deep breath. Right? I do because I'm getting, I'm getting goosebumps just thinking about that moment in time. Like you know, I've I've been a part of some incredible things in my life, right? But um, that right but that there. moment there <laughs> will I hope that my children tell their children about it. Yeah, um, you know, and that. Um, you know, what, what this thing does in the future, you know, saves, saves continues to, or hopefully saves lives and, 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 and really makes politicians think about the things that, you know, they're voting for. <laughs> and you're right about like leaving a legacy for your kids, right? Like, I don't know, like those, those almost six days on those steps, like, I don't know, like when, when my kids came to DC to, to, for the signing, they were like, who is mom here? Like, I don't even know her right. because she's this other person, right? Like doing badass things with badass people, like right. what they're, what they've done and what they're doing. Like they were practically in tears and my kids are adults, right. you know what I mean? Um, and, and to hear them say those things, as I know your children will come to appreciate as they grow older, right? Like yeah. all of us did something so historic for the people that couldn't be there with us yeah. and it's not to boast or be like oh look what we did like no but we changed history right right, right? not just with this but with the scotus right thing yes. and so i will and i talked about it like this is god's hand over all our work and for those people out there like saying the opposite like all right well roll up your sleeves and 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 walk those steps for 13 years like we have yeah. Yeah. i mean by all means, you know right, what I mean. Right. Like this the work, there's a lot of work to do. Yeah, there's a lot of, and there's a lot of detractors out there. And you know, <clears throat> this is your opportunity to stand up and do your work. That's right. Right. Get involved. Here's That's the all we're asking to do is get involved. <laughs> yeah, get involved. Right. Because right. you know, <clears throat> it's with with anything and everything out there. When when you do something great, you know, you have that kind of um, backlash. But yeah. for me, the conversation will always be about like when I met Stacy Pennington, she had already been on the hill. Yeah with uh, Laura Bumpus and um, other advocates like her mother and her, and they were trying to get the burn pit shut down. But when I met her, she passed the baton and she's like, Rosie, I am mentally exhausted. I buried my brother. I, I just, I need a break. So here's the baton. Let me break it down for you how this works. Yeah. And then we took it, you know right. what I mean? And just sort of, and all those people were there at the White House. Cause I'm like, you have to understand this is not just our work. There were people on the Hill already working. Right, right. And I don't think anybody is taking 
you know, ownership. And, and ownership of yeah. it, right? Mm-hmm. This is this is an amalgamation of so many people yeah. that have been working on this for almost two decades. Yeah, yeah. Right? Two fucking decades. We just put it on the map and right. said, join us. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, join us, because we need you. Like, I knew you couldn't do it alone. That's why we came to you. Yeah. We yeah. couldn't have done it without Grunt Style. There's no way. I'm just happy to be a part of it, right? Because, you know, at the end of the day, like my friends that have died from this, mm-hmm. I feel like uh, I've done them some justice. Yeah. Um, their children. Uh, That's you know, right. When uh, when we when the bill was passed I and we walked out of this, the Senate chamber, I called uh, you know, Frank's daughter and, you know, I had a very emotional conversation with her, you know, saying that we did it and that, uh, you know, that the memory of, of Frank Hazel would be, will be remembered forever because of this bill. And, and nobody, hopefully, nobody ever dies from this shit again. Uh, you know, in the future, right? Right. And that's and that's you know, as a as a father, um, you know, I'm a 17 year old, 18 year old now. <laughs> yeah. That's uh, graduating Navy boot camp next week, oh, right? And um, you know, I don't want him to ever come across this shit. Like I have an autoimmune disorder now because of this garbage. I don't yeah. want him to ever have that car. You know, we're there to serve our country. We're not there to, you know, to serve our country and then serve, you know, uh, illnesses that we've got from our country later yeah. in life. Like that's not that's not how this works. We didn't sign up for that. We are proud to introduce the Grunt Style Foundation, a nonprofit devoted to servicing our service members, veterans, and their families. It's an organization that is built on three pillars, honor, integrity, and advocacy. We recognize those who have courageously served our country, and we're ready to go to the very steps of power on their behalf. We've done it before, and we'll do it again. From providing veterans with affordable in-home therapy methods, to championing alternative therapies to combat traumatic brain injuries toxic chemical, or heavy metal exposures, and more. Our approach is holistic and aggressive. Wherever our community is in need, we are there. Our mission is ongoing and will remain with support from people like you. Make our mission your mission, and together we can turn the tide. Someone has to. Visit www.grunstylefoundation.org for more information and join the change today. But uh, with that all being said, we have an incredible guest today. Yes, yes. yes. Uh, longtime friend of the show, uh, <laughs> you know, longtime partner uh, that's been in this uh, conversation for a long time, and you know, I, I spoke to him before we uh, went live uh, this morning. Um, Carrie was one of the first people working on this yeah, issue. Yeah, already when I came into the game, they, him and Stacy and all of them were already uh, on the hill uh, working the whole burn pit issue. So yeah, like hats off to you, Carrie. Yeah. Thanks for. Yeah, it's over over twenty four years of working within the the VA system, uh, and he sent this beautiful email to us um, on August third. And I just want to take one segment out of it because <clears throat> I think it's very important. And, and and I've been sharing this with a lot of people uh, in my in my circle. Um, and you know, it, it simply says this: uh, I can say with certainty that this is the most far reaching bill that will benefit more veterans and their survivors than any other bill in the history of the VA. Nothing else comes close to it. So, Carrie Baker, welcome to the show, my friend. Mm-hmm. Oh, I think you're muted, brother. Uh, you're muted, Carrie. All right. There, there we go. go. Sorry about that. <laughs> no uh, worries. Yeah, thanks, Tim. I, I appreciate you guys letting me on the show. Rosie, it's good to see you again. Uh, yeah, this is a long time coming, a lot of hard work. Uh, and I just I just couldn't be more thrilled uh, about it. It's just uh, like the big weight off your shoulders. Uh, you know, to get this done. So uh, I just, I have the most utmost respect for everyone involved with this. Uh, and you, and you remember you said, Rosie, that uh, 
you know, talk about Stacy Pennington. And, you know, I, I saw Stacy and and Jill Wilkins. Uh, yep. I remember Jill Wilkins was one of the first ones that uh, yep. uh, helped us with the uh, press conferences with uh, Congressman Bishop at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and just just to see them all at the signing. Mm. You know, 15, 16 years later. Mm. Uh, just that was just amazing carrie uh, i i you know when we're in the talking in the white house they were like you know who's this person who's that person i'm like let me break it down for you how this all started <laughs> and i said and you need to get those people there because if they're not there then none of it matters you know what i mean like you have to get the people that were the groundbreaking yeah. you know what i mean like uh pioneers of this movement and yeah. and they did. Yeah. So thankfully, it, everyone got to see each other. Yeah, it was great to see all the people in the in the uh, was it the West Wing? Yes, uh, West Room, and um, you know, the three at least at least three hundred people within that room, and then the overflow room. Yeah, uh, and there's a lot of people, and you know, I do I and I don't even know half the half of them that have been in this. And you were introducing and in, in, in showing me, I was like, oh my gosh. Like, yeah, the, yeah. The, I mean, Carrie, Jill. If Jill hadn't started her Facebook page. Yeah. I don't think any of us would have met each other, yeah. right? But she followed her heart, knowing that her husband died of something that she believed, you know, ultimately, you know, claimed his life. But it, it, all of them were already, you know, with their sleeves rolled up in the trenches. Yeah. And Carrie was one of them. Right, right. So, Carrie, um, you know, 24 <clears throat> years you've been working within the, the system and, you know, in the and currently you're in the appellate side. Um, and we were, we were sharing a little thought, uh, some thoughts before the show. Um, and you're talking about, you know, how, how big this is, right. Um, when it comes to, you know, the Gulf, the Gulf war era to, uh, agent orange era to the Vietnam and, and going back, uh, you know, in uh, not so far back, but, you know, talking about the, um, veterans court, right. And, and the, the abilities that the veteran got at that, at that juncture, uh, to you know, can you know, uh, legally see why they're being denied, and to have the ability to 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 ch- uh, fight back against that, and all those things are uh, as great as they are. The Pact Act is bigger; it's more yeah. it's it's more inclusive, and it gives opportunity. Like, can you speak to that? Yeah. So, I, so I was talking about the you know the, what I could think of that might come closest to this that, that's affected. Uh, the number of veterans and you know a lot of people would think the age orange act which that was huge uh but in, in just my opinion uh the judicial review act when when you know prior to that in 89 i think is when it was signed uh and it went into effect in 90 when the veterans court was started uh you know prior to that the board of veterans appeals was the last line and if they denied your case you were out of luck uh the court changed all of that, and so veterans got their day in court. So that was a big deal, uh, and that's that's done a tremendous uh, amount of good over the years. And I have no doubt that portions of this bill will end up in that court. <clears throat> and uh, I think it's a very veteran-friendly court. It's the only thing they do is look at veterans' issues. But uh, but this is bigger than that, you know. I, in my opinion, this is going to affect, you know, to, to reach back to the first Gulf War, August second, nineteen ninety all the way up to the present for everybody that served in Iraq, Afghanistan, and all those other areas. Uh, this number of cancers, you know, I, I, it's hard for me to think of a, a, a cancer that you couldn't get service connected now based on this bill. Mm-hmm. Uh, all the breathing issues that everybody's had, I mean, this, and that's just talking about the burn pits. It still does other things for herbicides. And uh, 
I just think this is, uh, you know, I, you, you and I were talking, Tim, I, said, I didn't think it was going to pass. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I thought it was too big. Um, I, I loved it. It was great. But, uh, Carrie, you never no. told me that. <laughs> I, I, well, like... I, was, I was always afraid. That, you know, once, once it got put together, no, well, I, didn't, I didn't feel like that when it was just the burn pits bill. But once everything else yeah. got put in there, I, yeah. was, uh, I was nervous that <laughs> they created a monster that they couldn't pass. Right, uh, so right. what happened? And, and I think I think that was you know now seeing how Washington works, I think that was a bit of the plan. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Is let's let's load this thing up this you know and then and watch it die right because yeah. politicians have this weird thing about watching other people in misery. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, and of course, you know, then they could all come back and say, "Well, I supported the burn piss bill, you know, yeah. knowing it was going to be too big to pass." Right. And, uh, you know, and and you you guys were the ones that didn't let that happen. You know, uh, yeah. sleeping on the steps. I mean, I, and I had no idea you were there. I saw the the press conference when it was finally signed, and uh, both of you guys stood up and, and and had some really great words to say. I was just, you know. I was a little jealous at that point. I was like, man, I wish I was in DC with them. Man, yeah. Carrie, it happened so fast. Like I have to say that there were so many people, right? That I then I'll think about, like, man, yeah, I should have made those calls, but it was right, it, it, Tim. Yeah, it was, it was cyclical. It was just like, bam, bam, bam. Like, yeah, so much was happening at that time period. Um, but you know, I think you know, you know, the 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 beauties of the of of what we're talking about here is. Um, you know, picking up the the survivor, uh, those survivors that uh, you know were not covered in Vietnam, you know, the Laos, mm-hmm. Cambodia, the Philippines, um, you know, the the Camp Lejeune, you know, uh, situation with the poison water, and you know, we're all seeing it now on social media. And I think we should spend a little bit of time of, you know, uh, talking about that. And like, you know, be careful what you see out there, guys. Like, there's some real predatory lawyers out there, um, and you know, you shouldn't be getting a lawyer if you're you're just arbitrating for things that. Uh, uh, you can just go through the VA on like there are people out there like we saw some that are they're trying to take forty percent of of any earnings or backlog benefits of pay compensation. It's like what 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 mm-hmm. that's, that's, that should be illegal. Yeah. <clears throat> well, and, and it is important to understand the distinction when you're talking about uh, the Camp Lejeune stuff yeah. versus everything else. You know, uh, it, you know this this kind of overturned the Posse Comitatus Act in regards just to the Camp Lejeune. Um, but now that's a little different because you, you have to file those. Those are lawsuits that you have to file uh, in federal court in North Carolina. Mm-hmm. So you have to go into a, 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 a real court. Uh, you probably I, I don't know. I wouldn't know how to do it without uh, an attorney in that aspect, because those aren't VA benefits. Those right. are uh, those are damages, basically class action lawsuits. Yeah. Mm, OK. Uh, um, and so that's completely different than the burn pit benefits uh, and the herbicide benefits. Uh, wh- who that really helps, to be honest, is, yeah. are your are your dependents. You know, if, if a veteran lived on uh, Camp Lejeune and and they had a family and and they were uh, you know they had children while they were there, those children were born with with disabilities or their or their spouses. You know, they're not veterans. They 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 don't have veteran status to get benefits. Right. This bill allows them to go to court and and um, and try to seek some relief for their disabilities. So that's a good thing. Now, you know, law firms are going to charge what they're going to charge for that uh, because they do have to go into court and 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 improve. Uh, it's not quite the standard that VA uses um, as a, you know whether it actually you know 
that water caused their, their problems. But when it comes to the everything else in the bill, burn pits, uh, herbicides, you know, just so you, just so the, the viewers know, um, you know, and I work for a firm, uh, and you know, we do charge fees, but there are limits. Uh, you know, if somebody's out there charging forty percent to represent a vet to the VA, that's illegal. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, VA regulations cap fees at a at a third. All right, and, and most people don't charge that much. Uh, that are at least the reputable ones that I'm aware of. Anything more than a third is automatically unreasonable for VA regulations. Um, and, and a veteran can fight that, right? Um, most people that I know charge between 20% and 30%. Uh, it just depends on the case, how complicated it is. But these are cases that, that you can't, you, most people can't win on their own. Uh, for example, just any of these cancers uh, prior to this act, uh, you had a uphill battle, mm -hmm. uh, as, as we all know, uh, to try to get benefits uh, for some of these cancers related to burn pits. Uh, VA just, you know, we had good, I think we had good policy. I'm not saying that because I wrote it, uh, but it, it was never followed. Uh, it rarely was it followed. Uh, you know, we, we could go into all kinds of details on that if you want, but, uh, you know, and my position for a number of years was, you know, you might not need presumptions if you follow the policy that's written uh, because it was very veteran friendly, but it just was never followed. The, the examiners were never trained in the right manner. Uh, VA didn't didn't with, didn't hold them accountable to the legal standards that govern their opinions. Uh, and you know, so I my even my position changed over the years. Well, they're not following it, so Congress is going to have to step in and do presumptions, and that's what happened. Uh, and it just you know, it's it should be a signal to VA. Uh, and I, I try to say little things like this when I get a chance. If VA is listening, stop fighting everything. Because uh, you have a habit of that. Every time something comes up, well, you got to fight it. Uh, and then you get a big loss on your hands and you wonder, oh, my God, how do we lose this? How did you not lose it? <laughs> uh, no, stop. You know, and I, so I hope VA does not fight the implementation of this. Yeah. Uh, because I, you know, it would be just another loss. We're not going to stand for it. You guys aren't going to stand for it. Uh, so now it's time to see this thing into fruition and and uh, uh, and hold VA accountable to it uh, if they start straying from its path. Yeah, yeah. And I, I think I'm encouraged by uh, the current Secretary McDonough. Um, yeah. You know, I think you know, in some of the conversations I've had with him uh, during the SVAC uh, testimony, mm -hmm. you know, it was we asked him a very uh, pointed question, right? Are you going in there to represent the VA? Or are you going in there to represent veterans? And he, without a pause, he said, I'm going in to represent veterans. Mm. And I'm, I'm going to do it right. And, and, right. and, and that's respectful, right? And, and hopefully mm -hmm. you know, that, added, uh, that, that, that position and that attitude you know, permeates all the way down through the system, right? Uh, and I think it will. I think there's, you know, I'm, in, I'm encouraged, right? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm always an optimist. I'm, the, you know, I'm mm -hmm. hardly ever a pessimist. Um, but, uh, you know, the track record in the history, you know, does lend to, to say that it's going to be another uphill battle and the work is just beginning, right? Uh, we, we may have got a, a bill passed in the law, uh, that has some, some great teeth, but you know, we, you know, the work is really just starting to begin in terms of how it's being implemented and, uh, the effects that it can, that it can have. Right. Yeah. Um, and you know, that's still all to be determined in many yeah. respects. Yeah, and there's a lot of great information. Uh, Carrie, is are, is your the firm you work for? You guys are putting out a link, right? Like on uh, frequently yeah, we, asked we questions. Have, 
yeah so i work for hill and ponton um and and we're we're very uh we believe in giving things away you know if there's information out there uh for that would be that would help veterans uh file some of this stuff on their own uh and be successful we want them to have it you know we're not about withholding that stuff if they run into roadblocks uh and they just can't navigate it or they just don't want to do it on their own sure they could come to us or somebody else but we want them to get the information that they need mm. uh, to do this on their own. And so we've created a link. Uh, it's it's hillandponton.com slash pact dash act. Uh, and, and it's just very new. So if you go to it and, uh, and it doesn't go all the way through, just, just bear with us. Uh, our IT guys are, are building it. But it basically breaks out the, the, the herbicide issues, the, the burn pit issues, and the Camp Lejeune issues. Mm, uh, and it, it asks some very simple questions the goal is this it asks very simple questions walks you through whether the bill uh whether your situation is covered by the bill mm -hmm. and our ultimate goal is uh we've developed a thing called a turbo claim where a veteran can literally go on our website file a claim it's tied into va systems don't ask me how they did that uh i was so impressed when i saw it because i've never <laughs> seen a private entity get their it world dug into va's world it's connected somehow i'm not gonna I even approach how it happened but they can literally file that claim straight to va it, it's not through hill and ponton it's just using hill and ponton software um doesn't cost a thing uh and if wow. that veteran is successful in that claim they'll never need our help uh you know if they if they want it it's there uh for the asking uh but you know the sad thing is in the VA world when it comes to representing vets is this bill will help. This bill will help this problem a lot, but th there are too many vets that need help for uh, most firms out there to handle. We end up having to say no to more people than we say yes to because we just don't have the number of people that skilled in this work to be able to handle that number of veterans. But that doesn't mean that they they don't deserve help and they and they don't have good claims because they do right. uh, so this bill is going to help that and and i hope our software will, will help them navigate through it uh for those that want to use it but it's out there uh for free so we say hey go check it out uh bear with us as it gets built did you know the grunt style foundation serves our military and veteran communities with everything they need to get on track no matter their circumstances from alternative medicine mental health support career resources, combating homelessness, food insecurity, and more. We are partisans for our community and will remain so with your support. Donate today, and together, we will drive positive changes we desperately need. Someone has to, and we're stepping up. Are you? Visit www.grunstylefoundation.org and support a veteran today. If you guys want to ask any questions about, you know, who's covered, how they're covered, and, and what this bill does, I'll, I'll do my best to answer any of those. Uh, I, think, I don't know if there's any in the feed. I think, yeah, I think um, one, of the, one of the questions I would love to throw out first and foremost is, you know, I think there's a big question right now of, like, those that have been denied uh, right. up until uh, the PACT Act was passed into law, um, what do those people do? Right, um, you know they yeah. they've got the letter from them saying them you're, you're been, your your services are denied or the healthcare the, the benefits compensation all that is denied. What what does that individual do? That's a really good question. So, it, it, understand this that most most laws when they go into effect uh, when they get passed by Congress like this they 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 operate from that point forward. Okay, uh, they don't necessarily operate retroactively. Mm -hmm. uh, 
um, and, and this bill is somewhat like that too, but with some exceptions. Uh, now, as we understand it, and, and, and you guys may have heard something different, you may have heard something more recent, but as I understand it, the, the, this bill is really gonna start getting implemented around the first of the year. Uh, and, and that doesn't mean that's the effective date of benefits, uh, just the VA's got a lot of stuff to build out. Mm. There's a lot of parts to this thing. Um, my understanding is, is somewhere around the end of this year, first of next year, or is when they plan on starting to make decisions on this bill. Um, but they can and, still file. And they, yeah, oh, they can and they yeah. should. They can and they should. Uh, so the, the people that are affected, I'd say the most, as far as retroactive benefits go, are surviving spouses. Yes. And this is a great part of this bill. Uh, I don't think... Uh, the Nehmer court case is the only thing I've seen come close to it. Maybe the Blue Water Navy Veterans Act, but they that was kind of geared towards Nehmer. So it's a subject we don't need to get into. It would need a number of hours. Um, but so if a surviving spouse, and this goes for the whole bill, uh, with, with the exception of, you know, let's not talk about the Camp Lejeune piece to it, but the burn pits, herbicides, uh, the surviving spouse piece to this is is a, is is affected by uh, both of those. So if you're a surviving spouse and you've been denied benefits that this bill would cover, what you need to do is go file a new claim, and most likely a supplemental claim. It's a form 20-0995 for those listening that want to you know, know what form to do. <clears throat> and you have to request per this bill that your claim be re-adjudicated in accordance with this bill. And you can do that with a letter, a memo, a one pager, and we don't, you don't have to get into any great detail. Uh, VA is supposed to then, once they start adjudicating these, uh, if, that, if this bill provides that surviving spouse the benefits that they were denied initially, they are supposed to go back to the original denial and re-adjudicate re that case. Now that's, that's big. So, yeah. uh, you know, you're talking, you know, you've got some widows out there who's whose veteran husbands or, or widowers, you know, their spouses died in 2005 and they filed and uh, as soon as they passed away uh, from one of these cancers or one of these pulmonary diseases or one of these herbicide related diseases and VA denied it because there was no presumption and say the widow, the, the surviving spouse just gave up. Mm. Uh, you can come back in now for this bill as our reading of it and file and ask that that claim be re-adjudicated per the PACT Act. Amazing. And, if they implement it correctly, the way I'm reading it and the way everybody else is reading it that, that knows how to look at these things, they're supposed to go back to that 2005 date and re-adjudicate that case. Now, that is that is tremendous for surviving spouses. Uh, and, and so don't wait uh, uh, to the end of the year. Get your claims in now. There are clause, clauses in this bill, and this is going to be interesting to watch. There are clauses in this bill that even on some of these staged effective dates that go out into the future. Uh, this bill says not to deny them simply because the claims filed prior to those effective dates coming into, into effect. Uh, so we'd be curious to see that. Now that's a little bit different than the widow's thing. All the entire bill, uh, when it comes to the staged effective dates, it does not apply to surviving spouses. Surviving spouses claims are supposed to be done immediately uh, which in my language, that's as soon as they start making decisions for the bill, probably January, if uh, it, it, and that could change. They, they could, VA could move faster than we think, VA could move slower than we think. 
but on their website and also some internal emails that I have not seen, but I've been briefed on. Uh, they're they're telling VA employees to you know that they're trying to ramp this up to about January or so. Yeah. So those spouses need to file right now because theoretically, if, if VA tracks these electronically the way they should, those claims should be kind of put on hold, but but in a pending status. And if they are, and if they, if they decide them in the date order that they that they came into VA, which they probably will, um, you know that's why I say get your claims in now. Uh, you you shouldn't have to wait as long uh, for that decision once they start making decisions on this. Yeah, mm. perfect, perfect. Now, in in your history, um, have you have you seen any type of law in the VA in the veterans space um, that is as inclusive to the the widows as as this particular bill has uh, presented? No, absolutely not. The only thing that comes close, like I said, is the is the Nehmer lawsuit, but that was a lawsuit that was done before the veterans court, uh, based on the original 1987, uh, um, I can think of the name, the radiation and dioxin exposure standardization compensation act. I, I think that's, <laughs> don't quote me on that, but that, you know, that's when VA come out and, and tried to put a cause and effect test into mm. the herbicide issues where the language in the statute used a, 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 an association standard when a, a, a positive association and a cause and effect are not the same thing. Right. Uh, an association is more akin to the benefit of the doubt. Cause and effect is way beyond the benefit of the doubt. And the Nehmer court said, no, you can't, you can't use that standard. Um, and they made VA go back and re-adjudicate all of those denied claims. And then they said, you're going to also do that to any future things that you add to it. So that was a court case that did affect a lot of uh, retroactive benefits, wow. uh, but it was not a law. Okay. Uh, this, I haven't seen nothing that, that reaches back for surviving spouses uh, like this bill does. Yeah. That's incredible. That's awesome. Right. Um, Josh, uh, you had a question from the chat. Would you like to, to share with Mr. Baker? No questions as of yet. Um, just people very interested in very being very supportive. Great. Oh, okay. Well, I can I can add to you, Tim, your your question about you know if you've been denied in the past. You know, I, I, we talked about surviving spouses, but for live claims, veterans who have claims pending and let's say they've been fighting that claim for a long time. Yeah. Bill will should provide the benefits that you're seeking if your disability is covered by the bill from point forward. Yeah. Uh, it should not, it, it likely will not provide those benefits retroactively. Mm. So that means, uh, you know, you still have a fight. Right. Uh, at least, you know, and if you're, you know, you filed a claim six months ago, uh, you know, it's a personal decision you're gonna have to make to try to get that six month worth of benefits uh, up to the point where this bill kicks in. But if you've been fighting your claim for five years and it's been on appeal and it's been remanded by the board, you do not want to stop that fight, okay? This mm. bill will probably not give you benefits back five years, all right? But your claim is still pending for that length of time. If you win that part of the claim, then uh, you still get benefits back back five years. I, I got to think this bill is going to make that easier because, you know, it takes somebody who's got, uh, you know, leukemia, lung cancer, was something that's covered by this bill, and they've been fighting for lung cancer for service connection for five years. Um, this bill will obviously make a presumption of that, okay? 
but you've been fighting that case thus far on a direct basis for direct service connection where the law requires all three things, the, the in, event and service, the current diagnosis, and the medical nexus between the two. From point forward, you're not going to need that medical nexus between the two. But going back that five years, you, you still have a direct service connection claim, which requires that medical nexus. I got to think when examiners and, and whoever's doing medical opinions out there on those claims, because those claims don't stop just because this bill is passed. I got to think they're going to realize a, the VA's made this a presumption. We're mm. going to, I got to think that's going to affect some medical opinions in cases retrospectively. Mm. Um, maybe not, you know, some people are still going to have to, uh, you know, get their own medical opinion. Uh, we know we, we have tons of cases where we're still going to be fighting for those benefits uh, for the, for the back pay uh, unless they're surviving spouses that those should get it automatically. Yeah. Uh, so be prepared, you know, you're still going to get a bit of a fight if you've been in the system for a while and been fighting for those benefits, but this is going to make that fight a lot easier and it's going to, and it's going to end the fight going forward for most of those cases. Yeah. So do you advise people then to, for those that have existing claims that they take, you know, that regulation of presumptives when they're getting the medical opinions, like, do you recommend that they... Uh, provide I, and educate them with all that information. Uh, right. I would do that. You know, uh, prior to this bill, I think Rosie, you've asked me that question before. And my, my answer has typically been, you know, if you think, you think your examiner is not going to be uh, aware of this and, and you should assume that um, take the training letter, you know, mm -hmm. show them uh, because don't rely on VA to give them the, the, the notice to the examiners that's in the training letter that shows them what all the toxins are. Right. Uh, take it with you back yeah. because you're whoever you get for an examiner i'm talking about compensation and pension exams um they might not know anything about this so i still say take that yeah. and take this yeah. uh and, and I, I think the the most important thing to share here right is <clears throat> just because this, this bill has been passed into law does not you know remove the burden that you still have to advocate on your own for yourself right right you still have to right. bring things Right. Um, and that's know, up on our website now, Tim. Yeah. yeah. Um, the, the, the VA training letter, the toxic exposure table uh, on our resources tab yeah. of our website. Yeah. I think I think what you know it has done is it, it it's eliminated a lot of the obstacles mm -hmm. that have been placed in, in the, the burden way over of the proof. Years, right. Yeah. Most importantly, the burden of proof. Um, but you know, as you know, you, you you still need to advocate in your private, you know, your primary care provider in a in a private, uh, you know, uh, setting, right? You still have to advocate for yourself, and then the same thing applies here in, in your uh, you know, veteran position, uh, in veteran status. So, you know, just be smart. Um, you know, always talk to people like they don't know what uh, mm -hmm, <laughs> that they mm -hmm. don't know they don't have all the facts. Uh, and, and present as much fact as you can that uh, arbitrates on your position. And that's where our work comes in, right? Like I know um, I, bump in, I bumped into a few people from the VA secretary's office while I was walking down the street in D.C., uh, Maureen Elias and Kim Mitchell. They work directly for the secretary. I've known them for years. And th the rumor around the office was, well, what is Burn Pit 360 going to do now? And they're like, Hold us accountable. So, <laughs> so um, in regards to like our work with your foundation, Tim, and us, and and your work, Carrie, that you do, um, now comes the implementation, the oversight, the education, the outreach. So there's a lot of work to do. Mm -hmm. um, and then also in the future, 
um, add add cancers and illnesses, right? Like we're not done. This is just the beginning. But it was yeah. a huge monumental historical achievement. Um, and we couldn't have done it w- without all of us. But just on that note, you know, like there's still work to yeah, do. Yeah. There's still work to do. Yeah, Lots rest, of work. We don't rest on the laurels, right? You, mm-hmm. There's more, the more right. needs to be done. Like you were talking you know, before the show with Carrie is, you know, we've set the foundation, right? Yeah. We're, now we can, now we can start bringing in more things uh, that are appropriate. Um, and uh, that makes sense for the active duty and the veteran individual and their spouses and family mm-hmm, dependents, mm-hmm. right? Reservists, um, all that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. So, yeah. you know, these are these are small wins, big victories, small wins uh, in the in the bigger in the bigger battles. But you know, um, again, it's you know, it takes people to get involved, and you may there might be people out there that don't agree with the PACT Act, and that's fine. That's your prerogative, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, get involved. Yeah. Get involved. That's all. That's all we're talking about. Like you can sit there and you can bitch, whine, and complain, but if you're not getting involved, that's all you're doing. Right. Yeah. That's and I mean, and that's the thing, Tim. Like, for people that are new, new I say new to the game, like <clears throat> new to the space. Um, if you, I worked at the VA for 23 years, so I understand, and so does Carrie, um, and I'm sure you do too, Tim. It's like common sense, right? Even if you didn't work for the VA, um, that having and even John feel posted earlier, like having this achieving this much in regards to presumptions, like this is huge. Like this is unheard of. Mm-hmm. And I know, I know you guys will agree, right. That mm-hmm. to see 23 conditions granted, um, after we were told in the beginning, uh, there's no science, there's no association, there's right. no nothing like it's never going to happen right. to achieve this, you know, kind of, you know, um, it's just, it's like I say, it's historical, it's monumental. Um, and, and this never, you know, years ago, if we sat here and thought about what this day ever come, like, yeah, we probably, you know, being realistic that it was a hard thing to, to have ever imagined achieving. Yeah. And the fact that we did, <clears throat> and to have looked over at Gina Santucci, Cancelino, to my right that day, and looked at her little girls and, and, and just, you know, a reminder of like, what we had just accomplished, you know, it's not a perfect bill, but nothing ever is. Look at the 9-11 community. When the 9-11 bill passed, they had no cancers and illnesses. And then it passed and later on had the opportunity to add diseases. And now they're like at 65. Right. Right. So to say that in the first, in the first round of, of us attempting to add diseases, like <clears throat> the 9-11 community told us like, this is miraculous because right. it didn't happen that easy for us in the sense of like them saying, all right, let's go ahead and go with 23 in the first round. Yeah. Yeah. And it took a brave, it took a brave individual by the name of uh, Senator Gillenbrand to, to, to be a champion of pushing that forward. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. And, I'm, you know, I will always give shout out respect, to Kirsten. <laughs> right? respect, respect is due. Yeah. Um, and, you know, there's one story that, that, uh, I, you know, that I, I would love to share. Right. And, sure. you know, Again, like you know, removing politics out of all of this, I think the the most incredible part of all of it was hearing the president. You know, again, you know, this has affected everybody in this country, from the the soldier to the the spouse to the child, all the way to the president of the United States, and seeing his grandson uh, there representing his father, Bo, mm. and the words that were spoken there, like this is an American issue. This yeah. is this is something that, you know, if we didn't get it right, it would, you know, 
it would certainly, you know, put more stress upon the American military on its recruiting, <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, knowing that, you know, young Americans today you know, smell things a lot differently than us older cats. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and they don't want to participate in things that, you know, they don't see benefits from, right? And if you're going into military service and you're catching some diseases that the government's going to say, <laughs> there's no nexus here, you know, <laughs> that, that the people aren't going to want to get involved in that. Yeah. So, you know, I think there's, um, you know, a lot to be said about that. And again, like, you know, this is this is an American issue that has touched everybody. And yeah, um, like for people out there that are so disgusting to make it about, you know, right and left and dem and like, you know, to me uh, as a mother um, and, and the wife of someone who's impacted to hear, you know, uh, the president just be a father uh, who is mourning the loss of his son and and people that like him, they don't like him. I, I don't really care. Like, you know, reach down into that human side of you and understand right. that uh, this is a man who draped a U.S. flag over his son's casket. And I think that's what that was about. Yeah. And for anyone else that makes it about anything else, like shame on you. Yeah, yeah I agree. I, just... well, Rosie, I remember, Rosie, when you went, there was a point where you and I would have been happy if we could have gotten just the constrictor bronchiolitis. Yep. <laughs> we started. Yeah, Tim, a little history there. We, 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 that was our ask all along was yeah, just right. the constrictor right. bronchiolitis. So when we walked around with like a list of names, uh, 10 years, 13 years ago, um, we, we, we worked with the defense health board. Like we got very involved when they were like, okay, fine, we'll give you a registry. And then, cause they knew we weren't going to go away. So they gave us a registry and they didn't even, the VA nor DOD, they didn't even include the word constrictive bronchiolitis in their registry questionnaire. So it was more about like, well, were your hobbies when you were a child? Do you live behind a farm? Like all these crazy questions <laughs> who thankfully Dan Sullivan over at the Sergeant Sullivan Center, who's now the Sullivan Circle, um, his brother died. Uh, he was there, actually. Carrie, I didn't tell you. Dan was at the signing. <laughs> well, um, okay. Yeah, All so right. so he pushed really hard uh, on on them adding constrictive bronchiolitis. But it's true, Tim. Like initially, we were just fighting for constrictive bronchiolitis to be added as a presumption. Yeah. And if you go back and look at our historical documents of what our ask was to Congress. Please just grant CB. And I'll tell you how I got involved. They told, this is what they told me. <clears throat> Leroy had had the biopsy and then turned it in and they're like denied, stamped on the sheet. <laughs> and I said, are you crazy? Like he had a biopsy, like they went into his lung and there's fibrosis and toxins and all these things. And they're like, ma'am, don't shoot the messenger. Like until Congress says so. And I was like, well, then Congress needs to say so. Yeah. And I said, I'm going to I'm going to go to Congress and we're going to change the law. They're like, yeah, sure, ma'am. <laughs> I wish I could talk to that guy from the VA now. Was it, was it like uh, maybe a year later, like the VA was directing everybody to you on burn pits related? Instances? That's how I met Will. So when the when the uh, a little bit care, I don't know if you know that, but when the registry phone number, 1-800 number went live uh, from VA and DOD, the, the 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 VA people on the other side answering the phones would Google the word burn pits and they direct them to my phone number. Yeah. <laughs> no, the, there's a little backstory on the on the constrictor bronchiolitis that most people don't know about. Um, and and I'm, I'm hoping DOD won't drop a rock eye on my house. <laughs> for the same I, I'm not. I'm not far from Fort uh, Fort Campbell. It's for uh, the book, Carrie. It's for the book. Tell it. Well, 
So, so when we were working on the training letter mm. uh, back in 2010, you know, and, and, and constrictor bronchiolitis was, was the big deal. Okay. Uh, and at that point in time, uh, you know, this was after Dr. Miller had been involved uh, with the 101st Airborne guys who came back from at, in 2003 after fighting the sulfur fire in Iraq. Uh, well, that sulfur fire was the biggest man-made sulfur fire in the history of mankind. Most people don't, aren't aware of that. Um, you know, none of them could pass their PT test. The, 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 the hospitals up Fort Campbell couldn't figure it out. They contracted with Dr. Miller. You know, we all kind of know that story. Uh, Dr. Miller said, all right, I, I, based on the exposure, uh, what you're, you know, I have to do lung biopsies because I can't really get an answer any, any other way. Of course, he started, you know, finding these things uh, on almost every single biopsy he did. I mean, like 99% of them, uh, which is just the, the evidentiary standard blows anything else off the map when you're talking about, um, you know, uh, Agent Orange is a good example. You know, they look for a small increase in, 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 in incidence and in disabilities compared to the general population. And uh, over a 99% diagnosis rate, I mean, give me a break. You can't tell me that that's not a link there. Mm -hmm. But at the point, it was it was known that these folks were exposed to a lot of sulfur dioxide from that uh, sulfur fire. And DOD accepted uh, the fact that their constricted bronchiolitis uh, and, and back then they weren't they weren't disputing the diagnosis. Um, they accepted that it's it's due to uh, the sulfur fire. Now, we didn't have presumption making uh, ability on the policy staff that had come from somebody like the secretary, but we, you know, the, the policy was driven around pretty much if you were in the sulfur fire, which is somewhat hard to prove, but it, we knew the units that were there, uh, and you have constricted bronchiolitis that, that basically VA and, and, and DOD are, are going to concede that it's due to those, uh, that sulfur fire. And so that was not a fight. Uh, but by the time we were working on the letter, Dr. Miller had done enough uh, additional research on the subject. He realized uh, it was about 30% or so of his patients that were never around the sulfur fire, uh, weren't there at the same time. Uh, their, their biopsies were identical to the people that were around the sulfur fire. And the one common factor were burn pits and just the, the general environment, the, the general toxic environment in the battlefield, and, and, but to include the burn pits. So we knew this as a fact, all right, when we were writing that letter. Uh, and, and I was part of the Deployment Health Working Group, uh, or the VA DOD Deployment Health Working Group. Uh, and and those, were hard, those were hard meetings to, to, to stay in because, the, the, especially on the DOD side, they were not friendly to veterans. I, I, don't, I, I don't care. Uh, I mean, I was there. I witnessed it. it, it they would refer to sick veterans as the activist opposition. And I mean, I almost had to get up, walk out of the room a number of times. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, I, I, anyway, that's beside the point. But uh, so they demanded to be in the concurrence chain for this letter. All right. Well, that's never happened before. This is a BA letter, not a DOD letter. Uh, you know, we're writing it to teach adjudicators how to develop these claims, teach examiners what the exposures were. What DOD wanted in the concurrence chain. So they they went to some pretty high levels and they got in the concurrence chain. The initial letter had that fact in there that about 30% of Dr. Miller's patients 
uh, were not around the sulfur fire, uh, but they were around burn pits. And we, now we didn't put in the letter that you know you should concede everybody that's got uh, constrictor bronchiolitis to do the burn pits. This was just a a, a, a fact that we knew about. Uh, and and Dr. Miller was stressing it as well uh, back then. So we put it in there. DOD went high and to the right, man. They <laughs> lost their shit. It, it, they were really to take, they're ready to take that letter to the White House. Mm-hmm. We didn't pull that out. Uh, and, and we did. Um, and I groveled for about a month or two to Dr. Miller apologizing, but we couldn't lose the letter. Um, and we would have lost it. Uh, had it gone to the White House, because we all assumed that the White House was not going to put their foot down on DOD. They would put their foot down on VA. Yeah. Uh, and and so and now they had other requests uh, that we said no to. Like, for example, they they wanted just to take out all of the, the list of chemicals that were detected in the air samples. Uh, and that was and, important. Yeah. Oh, that was, how do you get an informed medical opinion if you don't tell the examiners what a person was exposed to? Yeah. Uh, so we said, no, uh, we're not doing that. Um, and there was an executive director in comp service. He later became an uh, acting undersecretary for benefits. Uh, and he came from DOD. He was a 30 year uh, retired. He was a colonel. I, I love this guy. Um, he, when they were pushing for all this, he sent, uh, this is just funny, he sent DOD, uh, you know, they wanted in the concurrence chain and wanted us to do all this that they wanted. And he sent DOD a message saying, uh, we'd like to be involved in your next tactical operation. And they said, that's ridiculous. And all his response was ditto. <laughs> and, uh, uh, man, you, you are my hero. Yeah, there's, there's so much history, Tim, that we, you know, we could talk about another episodes but for the next one i really want when we when we get to that episode is uh that that like what carrie just talked about um an article that says army hiding constrictive bronchiolitis and that was out there uh in the press so lots of history i'll say this thank god for the veteran advocates and their families right (laughs) yeah those those pesty activists (laughs) (laughs) activist opposition but you know tim we did something so amazing that we brought we we created a, a like a coalition of allies we had dr miller dr zema dr coglin mm-hmm. who was one of the lead researchers at the VA and left because of unethical things they were doing carrie baker um you know just a a whole group of people yeah. that were experts in their own area right right like carrie with the VA policy and regulation and 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 law and all that and and then us being you know like the activists right, the advocates right. <laughs> um and just bringing in never pretending to say we knew it all yeah. we wanted to bring in the experts yeah. right to to make it happen uh and 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 every year that we we had a congressional briefing or whatever like you know sometimes very few, few people showed up sometimes a lot of people showed up but we couldn't have gotten there without each other yeah Absolutely. Absolutely. And it was a powerhouse. It was a powerhouse of professionals and, um, you know, medical uh, providers and, you know, actual doctors. Yeah. Actual doctors that were involved (laughs) in writing the bill. So uh, that's fantastic. Um, But if I could, could I add one more thing? Of course. Uh, uh, You you know, you guys were talking about, you know, not everybody's happy with the bill. Uh, Who does it apply to? And, and you know, you, you guys said it right. There should, you should not be, 
don't tank the bill because it doesn't apply to you directly. But there's so much more work to be done because of this bill. Uh, we might can say, you know, if you were exposed to some toxins in the United States and you were not in some of the herbicide areas or the burn pit areas, yeah, it might not apply to you right now. Uh, but we don't know what the future is going to bring. They have to create a lot of processes. They have to define what a toxic exposed veteran is. They have to define what a, a toxic exposure risk activity is. Mm. Uh, that stuff is not going to be limited to deployments. Okay. I would hope so. I would hope it wouldn't because, you know, I know in my day and certainly before my day, you know, you could use TCE as a solvent to clean about everything. Mm -hmm. uh, and, and certain MOSs would use that more than others. Well, we know TCE is, is causes Parkinson's disease and all kinds of other things. Mm -hmm. uh, so VA has to, you know, look further than just these uh, deployment locations when they start defining what this stuff is, um, you know, well, beyond what's in the bill, what, what the, the, the work that VA has to do. And so there's a good potential that that's going to start including people that aren't expressly included in this bill. Right. So that's more rate, more reason right there to praise it. Uh, and it's also more reason for us to keep VA accountable to it as they go forward. Uh, in, in doing some of those regulations because they're, they're going to have some wiggle room uh, and what to do in their regulations. Yeah. yeah. Opportunity but, and accountability. Gonna, yeah. So I just want to throw that in there. because I think that's a great point. Absolutely. The Grunt Style Foundation is moving forward with purpose. Thanks to support from members of the community like you, we have begun to turn the tide in the fight against toxic exposure, PTSD, and veteran homelessness, among other things. This is a fight some people don't believe can or should be fought. Respectfully, they can sit on a cactus and spin. We are in this for our brothers and our sisters. So the challenge is accepted. Let's be the change we need. Somebody has to be. Visit www.gruntstylefoundation.org and donate today. Uh, is there, you know, I'll leave you with the last word. We're coming up against the uh, end of the program, but uh, anything else that you'd like to share, Mr. Baker? I just, you know, I, I, I really appreciate Tim, uh, your organization and the platform that you, that you built here. I just, uh, I think it's fantastic. I'm, I'm, I'm thrilled that you had me on here with Rosie. Uh, you know, it's a, it's a good team. <laughs> uh, and I, I'm just, I'm yeah. honored to be even a small part of it. Yeah. Um, and I, I, I look forward to working with you guys and, and keeping VA accountable to all this in the future. Um, and hopefully, you know, that people will see the good in this and, and stop trying to bash it for political reasons. Uh, Cause it's just, the, there's no politics in this. Uh, it's just about doing the right thing. Absolutely. And if any veterans out there want to uh, engage in the, some of the services that uh, your firm provides, where can they find uh, that? Look, where can they find that? Uh, Hillandponton.com, H-I-L-L-A-N-D-P-O-N-T-O-N.com. Uh, we've got a pretty good website. Like I said, we're going to, this here page is somewhat up already. Uh, you know, I, 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 I can't, I, I, I was so impressed when I saw that turbo claim that, that you know, I saw it a few months back uh, when, when the firm built it. They were able to cooperate with some IT folks in VA uh, and get and get it embedded into their system. So it's it's literally a, a, a process where you can go file your claim on our website, and, and it doesn't make us your representative. It's free of charge. It goes right to VA, um, and, and there might be some quirks in it here and there that have been in the past. But I mean that's a that's a big ask. It's a big build. Mm -hmm. uh, 
so it's going to be it's you know it's going to be quirky a little bit. I think they got it up and running pretty smoothly now, from my understanding. Uh, and I just think that's a just a great service. Uh, so I say use it. You know, uh, not going to cost you anything. Uh, but you know, hopefully uh, you guys want me back anytime. I'll be happy to come back and uh, uh, talk about any of this with you. Absolutely, I think, I think we'll have much larger conversations about this as as the time progresses further. And well, we have a you know, Texas celebration coming up, so we'll see you right. soon. That's right. And <laughs> yes, I, I I told both of you guys I'd love to come down to Texas and spend some time with you guys. Yeah. That's uh, yeah. I'd, I'd just let me know I'm I get in my truck and head on down. There awesome. you go. And uh, you know the. You know, I want to make sure that everybody knows that, the, you know, the PACT Act is just the beginning. Mm-hmm. Right? Uh, we have, uh, Rosie and I and uh, many others are working on other bills that are going to be just as awesome, that are mm-hmm. going to do uh, some incredible things. Uh, so we're not done yet. And, um, you know, I think to Carrie's point, uh, Rosie, uh, great teams win. And you put yeah. together an incredible Ooh. team, uh, a historic team. Uh, that has been able to move mountains. Mm. And uh, I want to say, you know, thank you for allowing me to be a part of this team and uh, and the work that uh, has been done and what we have left to do. Yes. Thank you so much, Tim. I appreciate that. It's been an honor. All right. And uh, ladies and gentlemen, that will conclude episode 16 of Gasline Warfighter. I want to thank Kerry Baker, our dear friend. Uh, and, you know, please check out his services. Uh, if you uh, find yourself in need of that, it's all free, as he had said. Uh, so make sure you check that out. And we'll see you again. Uh, and we're going to pick up uh, the cadence on this thing of Gaslighting the Warfighter. So you'll see more than just one episode a month. Uh, so stay tuned for further information on that. But until next time, stay safe. Wash those stinking hands. <laughs> and enjoy the rest of your summer. Take care.